This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. Alrighty. Before I start uh, with the podcast with Gary Goldman, it's a good one. I want to announce that March 22nd, my new special, my new all crowd work special, Todd Barry, the crowd work tour, will be available sometime March 22nd in the morning on lewisck.com. He's selling it for me because he paid for it. And it's just going to be $5 download, about an hour and 10 minutes. Seven cities it was filmed in. It was filmed in seven cities. And I also have a new final crowd work tour that I'm going to do starting in April. Going to Raleigh, Charleston, Atlanta, Nashville, Minneapolis, Madison, Chicago, Dallas, Houston, Austin, D.C., Philadelphia, Cambridge, Massachusetts. Bringing it all home in Brooklyn. So come see me. Uh, Follow me on Twitter at ToddBerryFeralAudio.com. Puts out this podcast for you to enjoy right now. This is Gary Goldman. All right. It's the Todd Barry Podcast. Yeah. I've never said that before at the beginning. <laughs> I don't know that I will. It felt that I'm starting to act. I'm starting to just follow impulses. Instincts and Instinct. impulses. Instincts, impulses, riding the wave, <laughs> uh, other things. I don't know. Um I'm here with Gary Goldman. <laughs> it's not a live podcast, so it's not going to be applause. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Gary Goldman. Um, what's going on, man? Nothing. I got I got stuck on a on a subway. Yeah, I got to say, you're the latest guest. Yes, I don't know abso- who the second latest guest abso- is, but you abso- were absolutely. I'm, you I'm, were like, oh my god. I'm so sorry. I it's anything over than anything over than fifteen. Over 15 minutes is really... What are you doing? It's, it's just... It's, yeah, that's... Yeah, it's cruel. You get like five grace. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to be 10, you have to call. Yeah. Or call. What is this, 1970? <laughs> <laughs> that was funny that I said call. But I was stuck in, in a subway that wasn't moving for, for 20 or so really? minutes. Yeah. Oh, and at, at least it was crowded, though. Yeah. That's always helpful. The, where were you coming from? Move. I was coming from 77th. 77th and Lex. I used to live at 77th and 2nd. It's a good area. They, that, uh, they call that the uh, frozen yogurt district. <laughs> it's a good area if you're just moving to New York and you just need a place. Yeah. And, that, and you don't want any kind of nightlife. Did I just insult your no. neighborhood? No. I like it because I, I'm like the youngest person in the neighborhood. Really? They call me the kid. <laughs> hey, kid. Yeah. Hey, kid. See any celebrities up there? Let me think. I saw Woody and Sunyi. Did you really? Yeah, Recently? walking together. Uh, no, within the past eighteen months, though. And then I saw Sunyi Bar herself. And then I thought I would run into Woody, like screaming, "Sunyi, Sunyi, where did you go?" And, and yeah. maybe he would have a leash or something. Where did you? Um, 
Soon Yi was literally by herself? Yeah. Yeah. It just seems unbelievable. I don't it was, know why that seems It was weird because they looked like two people dressed up as Soon Yi and Woody. I saw them years ago in Soho, and it's weird actually seeing them. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, that, this, this really yeah. happening. It's, it's a Sasquatch type <laughs> thing. This is yeah. like, oh, yeah. this, they really are a couple going out. Yeah. Um, well, that's cool. That's a, those are good. Where did Soon Yi buy her? I wonder where she was going. I, I don't know, but it was, it was 72nd and Park, and, and the, the first time I ran into them, it was about the same, about the same neighborhood. And you're always looking for somebody else in the vicinity to confirm it with you and, and kind of chuckle or whatever. Or, yeah. But there was nobody around. It was just me. So, did you see that movie Wild Men Blues? Yes, I love that movie. That was pretty. Uh, yeah, pretty revealing. It really was. Also, the relationship between Woody and his mother was very interesting. I don't she, even remember that. Yeah, she treated him just like my mother would would treat me. She had no deference to the to the master. Really? Yeah, it was it was alarming. Like, what level do you have to get to where your mother treats you with some? Where she's some, just like asking for your autograph. Yeah, or yeah. Well, with some respect. <laughs> That's fine. But yeah. that's, that's, you need someone like that to keep you uh, from getting a big head. Yeah. Like I have. <laughs> now, we met, was it at Catch Princeton, right? Yes. Good Catch memory. Rising Star, Princeton, New Jersey. I was, I was the uh, host that weekend. Joe Matarose was the feature act. Was he? Yeah. And it was around 1997. I thought it was Natterman. Nope. Really? N- nope. It was it was Joe Matarase. <laughs> Are you purposely mispronouncing yes, his name? Yes, yes. It's going to drive him crazy. Here's Joe Matarese, let's be fair. Drive him more crazy. Um, yeah, I remember that. Well, I guess I don't remember because I forgot he was on the show. But that club, that club's still there, right? I didn't know that. I think it that is. That was the last time I worked there. That was one of those clubs where you thought, oh, that, that's not going to last. It was hot club for a while. I really liked it. The, the only thing is we had to drive there every night. Well, when it first started, that club, I don't know when you started, but that was like an amazing gig because you could get, they would pay the MC pretty good money, the middle uh-huh. pretty good money, and the headline or whatever, and everyone got rooms at the Hyatt, which it's in a Hyatt hotel. Right. So everyone got a room. You're an MC, and you're like in a Hyatt, and you're like, oh my God, I am the big time. Yeah. Then they changed it to, you stayed at the Holiday Inn, oh. even though it was in the Hyatt, and they drove you over. Then they didn't even do the Holiday Inn. But I remember once I did it, I thought it was you, but maybe... Did we do the thing where three? they got us a suite for one night? Nope. Oh, okay. No, I, I did it with someone where they, they actually were like, all right, we'll get you a suite for one night. And they had like, beds scattered all over. Like, it was a oh my gosh. frat house, except it was a Hyatt. Ugh. But that was... how many? That was, the indignities we've suffered I over know, the years. Man. Especially having to stay at a Holiday Inn and then being driven to the... Oh, my God. <laughs> my heart... <laughs> My heart. Where um, I just I just uh, watched some of your special. Oh, really? I'm not going to say I watched the whole thing because no. How could you? Because we watch each other enough. We're not going to yeah. give each other yeah. that courtesy to watch everyone's entire special. Right. But it was good. Thank you. And I noticed that it was. I'm sure other people notice this, but it's on Netflix, and your opening bid is how much you love Netflix. Yes. Did, did that work? Did you know it was going to be on Netflix before you? No. Did? No. I mean, we always dream. But Netflix, that's like, I think people watch those things. Oh man. my gosh! Like, in fact, tons I, of people I watch them. yeah. It, every couple of days, I run into somebody who recognizes me from from that, which is pretty cool. But the the thing with the special is, I opened with something completely different, and then I think they put that. I think the people who were trying to sell it put that bit up front. Oh, they so that when they yeah, so that when they uh, shopped it, as they say, to the various outlets, um, that Netflix would would 
perhaps notice that and, and make it more of a thing. But it, it actually aired on Comedy Central first, so it just... I mean, it looked like legit. It didn't well, look like you were doing product placement. Yes. But I was, yes. I wasn't, I was, wow, this guy, <laughs> I was like, wow, this guy really wants this yeah. Netflix. I just love... I knew that that would make the difference. And, and people, people say it's meta, but I think there has to be some intention with meta, right? Um, I'm a master of meta, but I still don't quite grasp the concept. Yeah. It's just, you, you can never be wrong by saying it. It's sort of like irony. I know, it's just like a meta. Yeah. Um, so you didn't make that special specifically for Netflix? No, no. I'm, I made it for a production company, and then they shopped it around and sold it to Comedy Central, and then Comedy Central must have oh. passed it off to Netflix. And her, I'm not even on in a Netflix. Major, in a major deal. <laughs> that I didn't even tell you how much? No. Somebody asked me if I knew... If I could show them the contract, I was like, I never saw the contract. Really? Yeah. What kind of management do you have? Um, I have New Wave Entertainment. Oh, they produce a special. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes, there's been times I've, I've asked for a contract, and then they hand you this, like, 85-page thing. And yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I, what did I want to read this yeah. for? Like, okay, and then, what am the I word, gonna... The word perpetuity is used yeah, a lot. Like, yeah. On page 73, I, I yeah. flagged something. <laughs> <laughs> It's something on 73 that it's a nice try. Just, they put all those sweet post-its on that say, sign here. I sign there, and I send it back. I just moved, or I'm going to move, and I'd sign it. They, I'd never signed. It's like, I don't think if you become president, you have to sign. I know. Did, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did Brian Regan Elise. do a bit about this? I feel like Brian Regan did a bit about this. Probably. Signing a lot of papers. I adore that guy. He's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. He's like one of those guys where you're like, I just feel like, oh man, that's the way to do it. Yes. He's got everything. He's clean, so he can work anywhere. Yeah. He's crazy funny. He's smart. Smart. Nice guy. Yeah. Oh, let's kill him. In integrity? He's not selling out doing commercials. and. That's true. Not that that's selling out, really, but he's just, I don't know. You just said it was selling out, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, you just, right. after you did that Netflix commercial, as soon I as I yeah, the entire thing was product placement. Where um, where have you been on the road lately? Well, I was in Buffalo at Helium. Yes, I heard that's good. It's excellent. I was there Valentine's weekend. The only issue was that in each show there was a a drunk woman who had to comment from the front row on on everything that was going on, and eventually was ushered out they're pretty good about that at healing yeah right? they're outstanding at it the only issue was it and then right after the woman got kicked out somebody knocked over their entire table in the front row of drinks uh -huh. and that fell onto the stage and I, I made it quite clear that i would clear the glass myself so that i wouldn't step on it and then i would continue with the show because i didn't want somebody coming up there with a mop and they sent somebody up with their with a mop while I was doing on stage, and I I just it was it was really awful. So did you do like color commentary on the mopping? No, That's I told I the mop guy to finish after the show that that I would do ten more minutes, and then he and then he could get after it. All so. they're thinking is someone's going to want to get up to go to the bathroom, slip. Yeah, I. But it was We'd only on the, ruin his show. Yeah, it was only on the stage. They would rather ruin the ruin the show. But you know, my favorite joke is other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? And, and that was sort of one of those situations. Other than that, it was a great weekend. So the, um, what was just like commenting like she could, like you were having a conversation? Yeah. Yeah. And then, well, she, she told me that I must not be Polish based on my, something I had said. 
and then I guess there were a lot of Polish people in the neighborhood, and then somebody on the other side yelled, not with that nose. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I thought, well, I said, I said, how is it possible that after all these years with this nose, this honker, that nobody has made fun of it, and I haven't come up with, you know, some rejoinders for it. Which, right, which Yeah, which I went into, and, <clears throat> yeah, and... So I, I can't... Why do they go for the jugular, these hecklers? I, I had done I nothing I always, to them. I get, like, the, the hair loss thing sometimes. Oh, God. I just, just kind of go, what else you got? Do they, do they think they're auditioning for, for a show by heckling? Like, that's how it works? You get but called up from like, heckling? None of the people who are doing that are like... It's not like some super successful no. person is doing no. that. No. Probably. Yeah. I always wonder about the mentality of a now, heckler. did you claim that you were Polish? No. So that was her comment. Hey, you're yeah. not Polish. Yeah. Did you start? You should have just rattled off. <laughs> not Vietnamese. <laughs> not a mind not, not an Eskimo. She was, yeah, she was. Yeah, she was so drunk. And then there was another person who, not at this particular weekend, but the the person who gets kicked out for laughing. They claim we were just laughing, but really they were talking the entire show. And then they always. But he wasn't funny. They put that in there. I which, love one. Yeah, that's like. Which one is it? Either I wasn't funny, or you oh, were they just said laughing. They used both of them. Yes, we were just laughing. Oh, well, no, you weren't. Okay, he wasn't funny. <laughs> yes, but weren't you laughing? <laughs> that's those are like the classics. Those are the classics. We were just laughing. We, that's my favorite one. We were just laughing. Yeah, we. You guys were laughing, and I said, "Hey, you're the only ones laughing. It's distracting me. <laughs> Please remove them." <laughs> That's un- yeah. That I don't know. How did they all think to say that? I don't know. When I recorded, it sounds like something that a sixth grader would say when they were acting up in, in class. When I recorded my album at the Comedy Studio in Boston, your hometown, uh, one of my favorite albums, by the way. Thank you. But um, there was a woman talking front table. Like, when you're recording an album, it's even worse. And I kept over and over saying, "You got to stop talking." Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm recording an album, and if I wasn't, you still shouldn't be talking. And then, finally, like, the show ends. They didn't throw her out or anything. No. And she walks by and she goes, I wasn't talking. Oh, God. I, so I just made that up? <laughs> First of all, you were, it's not like you were 300 yards away and yeah. I misidentified you. Like you were at the front table. And it's so distracting. Like, what are you, I've, have you ever had like, someone apologize to you in the audience? Yes. That's happened I like, had, twice in 26 years. I was in Raleigh, North Carolina. And, uh, again, this was a nose thing. This, and this was about three months ago. A guy kept saying, I love that. I love that schnoz. I love that schnoz. I want to kiss it. Oh, God. And I said, uh, I don't think that this is going to get any better. I don't think he's going to really sober up by the time this is over. So could we just throw him out now? And he and his friend was sober, and he walked him out. And then the friend came back in. And then I got an email from the drunk a couple of days later really? apologizing. Yeah. And he was sorry. And, and, and I thought uh, maybe it hit bottom. Oh, shit. I thought I turned that off. It's okay. What, what, an egg timer? <laughs> so I got an email. Show's over. <laughs> um, maybe it was somebody apologizing for I was censoring because I didn't like what you were saying about <laughs> that guy who interrupted your show. And I was trying to distract. I thought he did was a cool. I didn't think he had to apologize. Well, that's nice. <laughs> It was really nice. That's, and I told him he had restored my faith in, oh, okay. in humanity. And, I mean, and, I still would have written back to him, but that was nice. No, I had to. Yeah. it happens once. And you're so, like, overjoyed. once that in someone, 20 years. Yeah. Somebody admitted they were wrong. Yeah, had a guy come up to me in San Diego, and he's like, afterwards, he's like, I don't know if you remember who I am. And I was like, when he said that, I go, I think I know you're. There's a guy who was, like, <laughs> in the front who was, um, 
he was just like he wasn't a bad guy, but he was just too drunk. Yeah. To to be in an audience. Right. And I think I moved him. I sometimes I move people to the back instead of throwing them out. I feel sure. like that's a softer way of dealing yeah, with it. That's a great move idea. Move them to the back and then he'll annoy the people in the back. <laughs> and they'll get then they'll get mad at me for yeah. moving him. But but he actually was like he was great, perfectly respectful this time and, and sort of apologized and wow. I was like, All right. Yeah, Has it gotten cool. worse over the years? I don't know. I th- I was talking about the other day with someone and just our audience is getting ruder, but it's like when you start off, the, it's hard to tell because all the audiences are bad because you're playing bad bad rooms and bad clubs and open mics and everything like that. So you can't really test. But I feel like the the, the heckling has... And, and you would think as I've gotten more well-known and there are more people there just to see me that it would be reduced. But Well, it depends on where you're playing. If you're playing a place that's like where if 80 people buy tickets and 80 people show up, you're yeah. going to be fine. Yeah. But if you're like, yeah. oh, no, no, 80 is not going to cut it. Not on a Tuesday in a 400-seat club. I think the situation is that some people are there just to see you. They get you. They know who you are. And then the other people, maybe you're not their cup of tea or I'm not their cup of tea. And they're like, why Why is this guy talking about this thing for 20 minutes? I was out after five minutes. You're talking about that Bill Gates bit here? Maybe. Or, or, or <laughs> it's good that you my, do long bits. My now. longer routines. But it's just uh, if you lose the people early, they're going to be out for a while. I just saw Bill Cosby in... Um at South by Southwest. No way. Yeah, I'd never seen him. He played like a 400 seat, you know, someone oh my funnier Lord. guy, just whatever, gave him $10 million, whatever. <laughs> I made that figure out. I'm guessing a lot of money to yeah. do a 300, 400. And he he does bits where it's like, you got to wait like eight minutes before really? he gets, like, but in a masterful way, just like, oh my God. Like, Holy shit. I just, you just, but I'm also not someone who's going to yell out. Move it along. <laughs> Let's go, cause. So, uh, you know, I'm excited by someone who would do that. That's inc- that's remarkable. But do you think audiences are getting ruder? I feel like the crowd control has gotten worse. The yes. I, I feel I, like clubs are more poorly yeah. run. Yeah. The, the, the people are less likely to get involved in, in monitoring the crowd, and they almost expect you to do it. And you're, you're a professional if you can put them down. It's that's, awful. That's the biggest myth. And uh, it's your job to, like, no. well, if guys had 16 beers... Yeah. No zippy comeback is going to shut him down. Yeah. <laughs> a guy, two guys so with true. fucking big necks carrying him out. That yeah. will shut him down. Yeah. And and but I I find that the the helium clubs are are the best at it. Yeah, they, they really, are good. They, they really, really took care of this this woman who was just out of it. I mean, it was I went into Valentine's night not wanting to ruin anybody Valentine's yeah. day and and yet they were able to ruin it themselves. Yeah, what can yeah. you do, right? Yeah. Then I'm surprised they didn't write to you. You ruined my Valentine's Day. <laughs> I was just laughing. Or my bachelorette party. I mean, it's always... Yeah. Just bachelorette parties are such a nightmare. I haven't seen... I feel like I haven't seen one of those lately. Yeah, they, they are they are vanishing, I hope. Maybe words got out. Yeah. <laughs> the no one wants you there. Parties. No one wants you there. Uh, or the word... I also think it's such a terrible, like... Let's go somewhere where we... Are expected to be quiet. Yeah, and a, listen. And we're wearing bunny, you know, whatever, penis hats and helmets. But it's and, it's great when the, either the host or the middle act can really make them entitled before you go up there. The, oh the god, ones that, who are playing with them and really, started. oh my gosh, that's the type of thing where if I'm, I'm headlining and I see that, I go, that table over there. I don't want to tell you what to do. Yeah. But having said that, here's what you're going to do. Yeah. And you're not going to talk to them. <laughs> you have to. 
You have to. It makes it so much harder because they only have to do 10 minutes. They have to deal with them for 10 minutes. You have to go up there for between 50 minutes and an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah, because I, yeah, I have the instinct to like, oh, you want my attention? Well, I'm definitely not giving you my attention. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, gosh. It's, it's not... A, it's about me. Well, I just remember being in the audience at, at Nick's Comedy Stop in Boston when I was in high school, and occasionally the comedian would have to spend 10 minutes of his act putting down hecklers, and he was, they were mas- Boston guys are masterful at putting down hecklers in yeah. really mean ways. But I really wanted to hear his jokes, and I was, always, I was always disappointed that he spent so much time just... I could sense that this wasn't really the guy's uh, routines. Yeah. Yeah, I, I found when I'm on the road... MCs uh, are more likely just to dive into their act, which I like. Yes, I prefer that. I uh, uh, don't. I've probably had this conversation on thirty-eight of my episodes <laughs> of my award-winning podcast. But, but maybe you haven't heard my take on it. What's your take? Well, what, what, oh, this this is the conversation you've been having about the MC and the. Oh, okay. I thought you yeah. were about to offer you no, your no, take. No. You no. were doing. Uh, yeah. You were doing. You were being. You were being meta right there. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I guess so. <laughs> so why don't you? Uh, have you thought of playing some uh, alternative venue me- venues? I don't mean like alt comedy, but I. Yes. Yes. I've. I've tried, but it, it seems to be a, a thing that they they invite you rather than you. No. See- no, no, no. 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 Really. You got to get an agent who's tapped into that. Okay. Maybe you have an agent. All right. Let's get an. Into that. Let's get an agent. <laughs> let's get into agency talk. Yeah. Yeah, you have a booking agent, though, right? Uh, no, no, you don't? I just have a I just have a manager who uh, fields offers. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there's your answer. Yeah, you don't have the guy in charge of doing what you need to be doing. But it's right. But it's not that easy to get one. Like I, I, I was talking to this. This is this is actually one of my favorite stories. Oh, good. I was in Montreal over the summer, and there was this one agent, and he was in his. Uh, early to mid-twenties, and he was new. I had never met him before, and, and apparently he had gotten... This is what he told me, okay? So take it with a grain of salt. He's an agent. <laughs> he, had, he, had see, he was from Boston. He had gotten into uh, comedy, he says, because he had seen me when he was in college going to comedy clubs, and I was there, and he really, uh, I really impressed him. And he wanted to work with me, and, and he uh, was going to give me a plan. And uh, when we got back to the United States of America, I was to have my manager call him, and we would sit Wait, down. where was this? This was in Montreal. Okay, At the okay. comedy festival last summer. Okay. And he said, uh, and we'll, we'll sit down, we'll work out on a plan, because I don't want you playing. And he, he actually mentioned the, the club, which I thought was great, because it was like the typical club that you, you hate. And it was um, side splitters in, in Tampa, Florida. Uh-huh. Which I've never played there. Okay, you're very. So l- I'm not the one bad you're, mouthing it. You're very lucky. But what they do is they do a blowjob shot before the headliner. Uh-huh. They bring somebody from the audience who does uh, who's anybody can buy their friend for twenty five dollars a blowjob shot. They go up on stage and the MC makes blowjob jokes while they drink what a shot, which is called the blowjob shot. And then you know it makes a mess because there's a lot of whipped cream and everything like that, and the audience goes crazy. And now for your headliner, so they didn't warn me or say. Do you want us to do this after your set, which is awful, but better than yeah, that? Yeah, you can do it like after my set, like when I'm back in New York. <laughs> yes, yes. And there's another comedian on stage. Yes. So it just it just turns the crowd crazy. Anyhow, he actually said, and I thought it was so perfect, he said, I don't want to have you playing side splitters. I'm going to, in Tampa, he actually said, and, yeah. and we'll have a plan and we'll execute it. And I thought, wow, this kid is really on the ball. Because I said to him, I said, I, I really don't need anybody to 
field offers. That's what I go on now. I need somebody yeah. who's going to be innovative and try to do something. So anyhow, he's, he just came off like the, the most can-do, enthusiastic guy. Uh, cut to six months later, he ignores all of our emails and phone calls, and I run into him. <laughs> I run into him on the street, and he introduces me, himself to me and says, do you remember me? And it was in front of a large group of comedians, so maybe I, I felt the need to to show off a bit. So I said, remember you? You gave me the best jerking off I have gotten in 20 years of this business. You have such a future, because if you're able to jerk somebody off so expertly at your age, and imagine where you're going to... And then, you to to, go, and then do you remember me? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean it was <laughs> do just... Do you want me to remember you? And, and, and it was just... Uh, yeah, it, it that was pretty much the, the exchange. And... So that, that Does he work for an agency? That's yeah, he works for a prominent agency. Why didn't yeah. he just follow up? So you're not only he was he interested in you. You're the reason. Yes. he claims that yes. he became an agent. Yes, and just yes, I just chose to work with <laughs> everyone else but you. Yes. not pursue you, even yes. though you were interested. Like I don't. That doesn't even make sense. I, I he must have gone back and said. Uh, I want to work with. Gary. I want to work with Gary Goldman. They said, uh, "Well, he's he's uh, not that famous, so we don't want to work with him." And he just. But uh, even that, you, I don't know. You could, probably would have, like, if he wrote you that, said, yeah. uh, "You know." If he I had tried. said that, I would have said, "Thank you." Yeah, at least you I tried. understand. Yeah, I I can handle that. I've heard that before. That's fine. That's yeah. That's crazy. I, I got an, e- an email recently from a club that once spoke to me. It was like a music venue, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it got to the point where he made an offer. I was booking myself. And then at the last minute, he goes, yeah. And we were talking about which hotel I was going to stay at. <laughs> and at the last minute, he's like, uh, oh, man, I have to pull this offer because, you know, the club guy owner doesn't think it's going to work out or something. And then writes back to me again, like, a f- recently. Just like, hey, I'd want to see if we could give it a shot. Why the same I, offer? Why, like, why would I? You actually, you not only, like, wrote to me, you pulled out, you made an offer. Yeah. I said yes, and then you just took it away from me, and now you yeah. think I'm going to give you another chance? Like, oh, gosh. That's like one of those things where you're going to go, yeah, okay, I'm 50000 <laughs> up front, wired. I, I mean, that's the whole thing. When you get an, an opportunity to do something that you don't want to do... To ask for a lot of money is is a great, powerful position. Yeah, yes, I, I, I just, do it for I chose to twenty five thousand dollars to ignore the uh, yeah. the email because that's a, that's another thing now. It's like I I started doing where it's like it's okay if someone asks you something unreasonable to just not even respond. I think. Yeah, like I don't know you. Uh, yeah, I'm oh. gonna write to him. And go, hey man, you remember when you did this? He knows we did. Right. Or what about no thank you. No, thank I thought you. of no thanks. Yeah. I thought of writing. No, thank no, you was a great one. No thanks with an exclamation point. You, you, can't, you can't say that, that you were being rude. You, yeah. you said thank you. And you inter- said nah. you said no. Not interested. Yeah. Then they would wrap up. Oh gosh, I was I was it something I did last time? <laughs> well, you mean canceling me before you yes. booked me? After you booked me? Yes. For no reason? Yeah. That, it was that. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, part of me wants to give people second chances, but not if it's that kind of lameness. No. If someone makes like a dumb mistake whatever but just like right sure or at least yeah but to make lead, an offer to lead you on yeah at least make an offer yeah, yeah i mean that guy that, yeah that's such an yeah. shitty so is that guy a good agent now or is you know anyone who's with him i don't i don't know i don't i don't know i mean maybe he is it was it was recent but i've i've heard that he's similar with a lot of with a lot of people and that he's a, a bit of a a weasel so i don't believe knows? that yeah <laughs> i think he's probably a great guy <laughs> So have you? Wow, you, you should be. Able, people know who you are. You should get a booking edge. I'll get you a booking edge. Okay. When we stop recording, I'll, I'll tell you. All I'll right. hook you up. Okay. 
for five percent. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if anyone's ever done that. Like, and then I'll talk to my agent for you. If you, you, know, you, gotta, you gotta take care of me. Though. Yeah, I mean, we all we all know the comedians who book shows and, and are raping the budget. So that's true. That, like that is possible. sometimes people, the comedians who, uh, if you want to get ripped off, do a show booked by a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do a show booked by the person who should know better and should have the most empathy. I mean, I'm exactly there's there's exceptions, but there are those right. Those well, there are a lot of circumstances where the comedians are so desperate that they they've they've turned to this. Yeah, and they all uh, I know. I mean, sometimes uh, the whole paying the comics thing. Yeah. <sighs> do you do a lot of those free shows? And what? Like we just go to little rooms, yeah. Oh yeah, like, yeah, all the time. Any 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 chance I get, my my only request is that they let me do at least fifteen minutes. I, I hate it when they're like, well, uh, five to seven. I know it's like, well, why did I come down here? Or they'll write to you. I like, had to come to Brooklyn right. for five to it's seven. Like, this is a commute. Like yeah. this is like it's literally costing it's me like twenty dollars. Do you want to drive to New Jersey to work for ten minutes and yeah. not get paid? Yeah, I would go now. So it's the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes those little rooms are really good, but there are sometimes where they. They just, you get there like, oh, it's usually busy. <laughs> Is it? Okay. Well, I'll do my six, I'll do six minutes, and then I'll get on the train, and then the other train. Well, it's, it's just very interesting that there are certain rooms or nights like that where th- those audiences can make you feel like a complete beginner. You, or at least I do. I'm like my my timing is off. I'm. You I'm mean in a bar show? Yeah, I'm I'm sputtering. I, I I don't know where I left off. Right. And it, and it's just. Yeah, it makes you feel like a brand new comic, which is a horrible feeling. But you do them basically just to work stuff out. At, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I, I promise myself I'll do all like stuff I'm, I'm working on. You write. You're pretty prolific, aren't you? I, th- I mean, compared to some people, I feel like you're always working on. Jokes. I'm always trying to add things and change the variables in the in the joke. So, do you like write and write? No, you work. I it. used to. I used to write word for word, and then and then I found that I was more natural. Right. It sounded more natural and conversational if I worked it out on stage. And then, if there if there was something particularly new that I came off the top of my head, I'd I'd maybe write it down. Or, yeah. yeah. Do you? Um, I listen to my my sets. You do. You're good yeah. at that. Yeah. I listened to one the other yesterday because it was I've had them stacked up. I'm like, oh, now they got this easy phone. So yes. Because they used to have a shitty BlackBerry, and now it's like oh yeah, or at least recording wise, it was. Shitty. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it was a solid phone. <laughs> I remember I was going to miss my BlackBerry, and now I'm kind of like, I don't miss the BlackBerry anymore. But, yeah, and then I, they stack up, and then you're just like, oh, go home and listen to what I just did? Well, the, the thing is, is it never sounds as good. The audience reaction never sounds as good as it was when it was on stage. Right. And, and it makes you second-guess these things that you thought were really good, and you, and you have to sort of get past that. I remember, yeah. What, I remember going to the thing where you're like, where's the best place to put the recorder so you can hear the audience? Yeah. And so you can't hear the comedians who could go on after you um, making fun of you. Yeah, shame I, on you. I was worried about that. Sometimes you'll see, like, a, I've seen YouTube clips of a comic and you just, you hear the cameraman cracking up. It's like, <laughs> like, it's like you can't send the tape out where the cameraman is louder than F, the other 300 people. Yeah, but he's right next to it. Yeah. 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 You never had that trouble with Pete Klusman. Oh Do you remember God, that, man? Yeah. That guy, yeah. He must be still around. He was the he was the even before there was the soup Nazi in Seinfeld. He was known as the as the videotape Nazi. But I remember that. Yeah, he was he was a guy, and I guess he's still around. Who was the guy who would videotape? But he was he was like a real quiet, yeah. intense guy. Yes. But 
so reasonably priced that it was times where you're like, you, are you serious? And be like, it would be like, yeah, yeah. I recorded you for three hours, <laughs> edited for nine hours, made you sixteen copies. I only forty two dollars. You're like, you're like, Pete, come on. Man. But the only I've thing never was, asked for uh, for it to, someone to raise their prices. Yeah, the, the only thing was he had uh, he he would watch the set with me and oh, to, to edit it. Because it was for the for the college submissions, which right. which when you're first starting in comedy is the only way. I did one with him. Yeah, is the only way you're going to make any money is doing colleges, and it was like thirty seconds over, and I said, uh, "It's fine. Thirty seconds is not making a not going to be a big deal." He says, "All right, kiss your ass goodbye." <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> There's no way you're going to get it now. It's like seriously over thirty seconds. I I don't. If that's the case, then yeah, those were like super. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, you had to do three minutes and do something that the dumbest person in the school will understand. Yes. And in those first ten seconds. And so antiseptic that it, it couldn't even mention the color black. Never mind. Yeah. Talk about black people. That's, so did you get into NACA like then? One year I did. And I did, like, they would do this thing where they would block you for, no, for a never, week. For, I never even okay, got the block. This is, this is interesting. They would, they would block you for, for maybe four shows, and the thing was that they had to be close, and, and what they considered close is a nine-hour drive. Right. So I, was, I spent all my time in, in horrible rental cars driving through the Midwest. For, and the other thing was they got a tremendous break if they booked you in a, in a block. Yeah. So it was literally, after commissions, $400 to drive nine hours a day between Michigan and, and Pennsylvania, and it was just... And you would stay in dorm rooms. Oh, really? They would oh, have like, like the, student housing. Well, yeah, an RA would would have vacated the, the place for the evening, so you could stay there. It was, it was insane. And the shows were kind of terrible, right? The shows were usually in, in cafeterias, and one out of every eight was good. It, it was always... The shows were good at schools that you would have gone to. If you wouldn't have, if any any place that you that you would have said, nah, I I don't want to go there. I'd rather just uh, right study on my own. Yeah, college is so weird because they're either they're sometimes they're unbelievably organized. Yeah, and more often they're like they don't even know that you might want a bottle of water. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, did you? I don't know. I don't know if we have. Uh... <laughs> It's water. You've, been, you've seen like someone on stage drinking water before. You probably drink water yourself. Yeah, but yeah, I um. Did you go when you were? Where did you go to college? Emerson, Boston College, Boston College. Yeah, I was close. You were close. Were you born in Boston? Yeah, uh, sixteen miles north of Boston in a, in a town. Where called was the first Peabody. place you went on stage? Uh, Nick's Comedy Stop, October eighth, nineteen ninety three. Wow. Yeah, that was not always an easy room, right? No, but the open mic show was completely papered and it was packed and it was a good room. Yeah, there it was, was a Monday time when people got pumped about seeing yeah. open micers. Billy Martin was the host. He's oh, he's now the, the he's like head writer, writer for Bill Maher. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he was he was really nice, which I think helped. Yeah, he was a nice guy. Yeah, that's um. So he was kind of like, it's gonna be all right. Don't worry about. It. Yeah, he was nice before, and then he like complimented me afterwards, and then and that's and that's how you make a new comedian. Yeah. Did, um, so were you there when you could, because there was a time in Boston where you could just, you could do like five shows a night at, at Nick's, right? Yeah. And just like go upstairs or something? Yes. Yes. That, that happened for about a, a year while I was doing it. 
and and that was really fun. You you could you could make a little bit of money, and you could do a lot of shows, and you could improve. But that 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 didn't last very long. They they over they overpapered it, and then people realized that they could go free all the time, and just it died out. Yeah, but there was time you could make you could do really well in Boston, yeah. right? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know what the situation is is now. It's still a great place to start out, and it's a great place to to work. It's always producing new new good comedians, but it's it's not the same as when I lived there. Did you work comedy studio a lot? Yes, that's yes. a great little room. I love that room. I I recorded an album there too. Did you? Yeah. You stole that idea from me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you stole that idea. Of from course. Me. It, well, you gave it the the. Um, a validation of being a, a professional comedian's place to record a, an album. Yeah, there were that was a nice place. When, which album was that? My album was called uh, "All I Want for Hanukkah Is Christmas." Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a Christmas Hanukkah themed album. Was it really? Yeah, it was forty four minutes of, of Christmas and Hanukkah jokes. Seriously? Yeah, that I released in two thousand nine. Wow, that's kind of yeah. a good idea. I, I thought it was a, a pretty. I thought it was a pretty good, good idea. idea. I thought it was a pretty good idea, and uh, I don't know. I think I, I probably sold a thousand copies of this thing that has uh, me and that Bing Crosby White Christmas. Uh, it was a takeoff of the White Christmas oh. album, uh-huh. and so I have a, a Santa hat and, and rosy cheeks, and I, I look like a real goon. Oh my god! How many albums do you have out? Uh, I think four, but one of them is is an album that was just the special on album. I know that's always where off the goes. That count. Yeah, what, is, is that your current one? That's the most recent one. Yeah, it's it's called uh, in this economy. Yeah, it's the Netflix one, but it's also an album. So. But don't you have a? Because I went on your website and I saw a different album advertised. Yeah, it's called No Can Defend. Is that after the Netflix album? Uh, no, it was right before. It was right before. So there, there. The, here's what what irritated me, and I and I tried to prevent, but I I couldn't. I could only send out a, a warning. There's like 20 minutes of overlap between. The, oh, the, really? the two albums, yeah, and I and I really I felt terrible about it. Why did you do that? I didn't know it was going. I didn't know the special was going to be an album. And when I recorded the prior album, oh. I didn't know I was going to get a special. Oh, so it yeah. just they were they were six months apart. So I, yeah, I tried so to copy out Emptor. What do you, <laughs> what do you do in that situation? Because I remember that used to be done all the time. Yeah, like comedy albums would have repeated stuff on it. Yeah, and I, now, I, I always this day I always, you're not even supposed yeah. to do a joke twice. I, I sent out to every person on my newsletter, don't uh, don't buy this other album if you already have the No Can Defend because you're going to be um, furious for 20 minutes. Wow. Yeah, that's that. They're I'm not always... the same. It's not the same recording, but they're right. the same that's jokes with a, with a couple of different variables. Every time I record an album, I'm like, God, I hope I didn't do this on my last album. Well, that's the worst part of recording a new album is listening to the last album because it's 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 tough. The worst part is asking someone at Comedy Central to have someone listen to it for me, and then oh. I think I did that. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> the um, so do you, so you're on Sirius. You get a lot of play off that. Yeah, it's it's um, people don't know this, but it, they send you a little bit of money. They each, do. Each month. And, Sometimes and, and it's really nice. I mean, well, I, I didn't collect for four years. Yeah. The first four years my album was out. And, and uh, I, so I signed up for the thing because Tom Ryan, our mutual yeah. friend, I, I had signed I got up him for it. I saw, I got him and he had, gotten a, yeah, he had gotten a nice chunk of change. And I was like, well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll have something. And uh, they sent me a check for $34,000. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> of course, it all went to the IRS because I was in, I was in debt. But that's um, nice to be able to pay. But it was so hap- I was so happy. It was miraculous. Because it was a direct deposit, 
And, it, it and then your bank must have been like, taking your side. <laughs> <laughs> like, we have to legally call the FBI. <laughs> you never deposit more than 13 <laughs> It's suddenly so 30, it's, 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 it's so true. It's a direct deposit. Yeah, it's That's, um, I'm glad you gave the exact amount, because I never would have asked you for that. Oh, is that obnoxious? No. I just thought it would give comedians the impetus yeah. to sign up for this thing. It's No, no, no it's just going to cause more people to become comedians. Do you know you just get $34,000 no, while you're out? It was four years. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's I didn't collect. And then yeah. there's, there's probably part of you that's like, I wonder if it should have been more. Like you, can't, some, you give someone thirty four thousand, you're not like, oh, well, I need an itemization. No. You're just like, oh. but here's the thing: they do give you an know, itemization right? of every time these jokes have, have which, played. Which you look at and you just, go, and then you think, why did I name it that? Oh um, yeah, that's yeah. another thing: naming yeah. tracks. Knishes. I remember when I first out my. I, this was pre. Uh, what was it? it? Was pre a lot of download services. So I just named, I had 55 tracks. Like every time I changed the subject, I would call it a new track. Okay. And then there was some, I think it was, I don't I think it was E-Music. Didn't have a thing where you buy the whole album. Like you buy, this guy's like, it's like 99 cents a track. And you, like, it's going to cost me, it's gonna cost me $55 oh to tell you. Yeah. And you're kind of like, yeah, I don't, yeah, probably not a $55 album. Yeah. The, I remember I, I, I'm a big David Cross fan and his first couple of albums he named the tracks things that were like one of them was, was like um, Austin Powers says yeah baby yeah and, so he didn't even know what the track was <laughs> and that must be very confusing for yeah for fans but but I don't, I don't do people even I don't even I'm so out of the loop with like if someone's like going into a record store and buying a comedy CD I guess that happens I've seen them I haven't I well I sent away for a Richard Pryor box set recently. Really? A Warner Brothers Richard Pryor box set. Because I'd, I'd seen something that I'd never seen from him before. And then I read his this recent book about him. And they had talked about these albums that I'd never heard. And he's... Yeah, he's remarkable, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, he um, he's like someone I... I you know, I saw the, the, the movies, but I feel like I should... Sometimes I feel like I should be more of... A, start being a student again. Well, what did you listen to? Not like to? a student, but I... I what did you listen to growing up? I listened to, you know, Steve Martin. And yeah, I had, me too. I had a Martin Mull album that I listened to to death. Oh, okay. Um, and I then I saw him guy. live. Really? Yeah, I was excited. I saw... Um, what else did I listen to? Kinison. Did you see anybody else live? Yeah, yeah. I saw a bunch of people. I, saw, I used to go to the comic strip okay. in Fort Lauderdale. Right. It was like one of the first comedy clubs in the country, I believe. And I used to see people there. Um, I think I may have seen Brian Regan. I don't know. But it's wow. one of those things where like, God, I wish I remembered who I saw there. But then there was the Comedy Corner in West Palm Beach, which was really good. Yeah. So I, I saw Seinfeld there. I saw, you know, I saw Richard Seinfeld Jenny my freshman times. year of, of college. Oh, really? And the, the, the thing I always think about was I never stopped laughing for the entire thing. And then I did nothing to go see him again after that. Right. Which is like the opposite of what people do now. You, I would have gone home to my room. And looked this guy up and signed up for something and right. and and seen him again and it's just I I I mean it's not as big a a thing as it was back then comedy and it's not as big of a boom but it's I think it's much better for fans now to to follow comedians and and find them. I know now they yeah. can just go on Spotify. And, you yeah, know, yeah. You know, and if they listen to it sixty five thousand times, you do get a dollar. <laughs> That's probably not even probably not even dollar. I, I gotta say though, I I signed up for Spotify to for ten dollars a month, and I listen to all these 
albums that I would have would have bought. Yeah, it is. It's a whole new world. You can't. Yeah. We can't fight it. The the good thing is that I I feel like the more people who hear you, the more people are likely to want to see you live. Yeah, and then they ask for free passes. Ugh. What do you what uh, tour dates do you have coming up? Well, I'm I'm going to be on the Seth Meyers uh, late night with Seth. Are Myers you really on on April twenty oh, nice. fourth? Cool. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. I've never been on the late night franchise because uh, I wasn't on it with Letterman, and then I wasn't on it with Conan. I was never on it with Jimmy Fallon. So it's the it's the final piece. In so my, you've never done Conan? In my uh, I did Conan, but it's called Conan. I didn't do late oh, night. No, you with did Conan the, you did the Tonight Show, right? See, I've never done the Tonight Show. Yeah, in any of its formations. But I didn't do the Conan Tonight Show. I did the... the uh, remember Jay Leno? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did Leno? You did yeah. it with Leno? I did, yeah, Leno three three times. Did you really? The last oh, one wow. was 2005, and it was my best television set ever, and I never was invited back. I have no idea why. That's weird. Yeah. Did you try to get back on? Yeah. And they would say, we're not seeing people now, or we're booked, and... and um, I, d- I don't think I never heard that I did anything that would would aggravate them. I mean, I used to do an impression of him interviewing Darth Vader and and Hitler, but I don't think that could have gotten back to him. <laughs> his his impression his interview with with Darth Vader was uh he never mentioned a lot of the crimes that he committed in in the name of the dark side, and he just asked about. Um, so I hear you just had twins. <laughs> That was very handsome dude, though. Like he, he would have called you at home. Yes, you know what I mean. There's, yes, that's what I feel. And I only done it at, at the studio. Come on, wait, wait, wait. Were you just joking? Yeah, just I was just, I, I was just joking. A, I mean, he, he could take, take a joke because he, 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 he that's not. It was right after he'd had Mel Gibson on and never mentioned the anti-Semitic oh, really? rant. Yes, he talked about the drunk driving, but to me, it wasn't the drunk driving. It was the Jews start all the wars that irritated me right. as a Jew. Did um. I didn't know you did Leno three times. Yeah, did he? That was my first television appearance. Now he comes and talks to you, right? Yeah, October, October of nineteen ninety nine, and he came and he sat and he was he couldn't have been nicer. Yeah, he was I great. Met him a couple times, he's and he swore really more than you'd think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a big fucking deal. You just, you know, if it doesn't go well, it's a fucking job. Isn't, isn't it great that everyone can do a Leno <laughs> impression? Everybody can do a Leno and it sounds all Leno impressions sound equally perfectly mediocre. Um, so what? So you you're doing Seth Meyers? Yeah. Now, do you have something you're going to plug on Seth Meyers? Yes, I th- I think either either a benefit I'm doing for the Dana Farber Cancer Institute in Boston on on May second. And you're a hero if you plug or, ben- use the plug for a benefit. Show. I was I was thinking about that, but but it's not like I'm doing it for free. So I almost feel like I I, I might want to do that. But also I'm going to be at. Uh, do you ever do Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase? That's a good in, place. In, I love that place. That's yeah. that's like my favorite non New York or Boston road gig. That is a good. It's nice and uh, was a vegetarian restaurant above it. Exactly. Exactly, but that is a, yeah. That's a pretty. That's, good, that's important a good club. to have a good restaurant near where you're. Yeah, performing. that's a good club. That so guy Roger runs it. Yeah, I'm going to be there the third week in in April. Roger is a great guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, um, you said great. I said good, but I meant the same thing. You I did. didn't mean to correct you. So, no, he's not <laughs> no, he, good. He's you great. said it first. Actually, yeah. you said, okay. You said right. the nice thing first. Yeah. So you got yeah. that. Where else are you going? Where Where do you want? It? Have you worked overseas? Uh, I've, I've done shows in in Israel. Oh, you did the Avi? Yeah, I did the, the Avi is Lieberman. I thought about asking him to do It's that. fun to go to Israel. The show is, you do really well, and that's not really the draw, because they always get in the way of your great time in, in Israel. Oh, really? Like, I remember just being, yeah, I was being, I was floating in the Dead Sea, which is possibly the, the most interesting thing. It's unique. Yeah. 
I think. I don't know that there's any other place where we can float like that. So, and it's incredibly relaxing and soothing. And we had to get out to to go perform in front of women in wigs. So <laughs> you're like, I just dry off. Yeah. Well, also you have to remove all this mud from your body because you put all all you cover yourself in mud because this this mud is very valuable. It's it's whatever it is. It's very healing or whatever. And then you get in the most luxurious shower that they have along the banks of the of the Dead Sea that is the most growing up in the in the 70s and 80s we used to have showers with some pressure uh-huh. and then they outlawed that at, at some <laughs> point and so you have to go to Israel to get this 70s 1970s 1980s shower it was so powerful it was like a fire hose it, it was one of the greatest feelings i've ever had but the audiences were good the audiences were excellent clean, right you have to work very clean but that's not a really an issue for us for me, it is. I'm a filth. No, you're not. Filth monger. <laughs> no, you're not. What's up? Huh? Uh, <laughs> hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Um, have you worked London or or UK uh, or anything? Nope. You nope. Get over there. But I would. I would love to. Yeah. You gotta go to. Uh, yeah. Go I would love to second guess every word choice when I get on stage, thinking that maybe that they don't know the, what I'm talking about. That is the. About. Uh, uh, you do just, walk around sick. I mean, because I do that in in Canada. I spend the in entire Canada. day. Hey, do they have grocery stores here and things like that? Or, or what's the equivalent of this in and Canada? And it's just like, forget something, and they love to catch you in that. <laughs> yeah, but you also they also I think uh, they don't yeah, want to see that. you like pretend no. that you're right live there. Right. Right. But, uh, well, Gary. Tom. We burned through forty-six minutes pretty thank quickly. Thank you, thank you for being very understanding of my, see, of my, my tardiness. In the corner, maybe she'll my, applaud at the end. Of this. Oh, you're reading the bell jar. I know. That's Rereading. It's very Rereading. interesting because I have a copy, the exact um, version that you're. That's the only version right of the bell jar I've ever seen. Yeah. A paperback, and mine is in the same condition. It's yeah. it's a little bit warm. Except yeah. she's actually reading it. Did you go to Connolly High School? No. <laughs> no. Could have been the same no. one. I got it at one of those places where you bring in a bunch of books and they give you credit for a bunch of books. And I didn't buy that. I would have bought her a new one. No, no one took it out. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Well, Gary. Thank you so much, Todd. I, I, I was honored, this, I was honored that you, read you the invited me on. Yeah, in college, though. Okay. Yeah. In a, uh, yeah, I forget what it was, what class it was. So you're a bright guy. I'm what well, did you study? I'm well read. Uh, accounting. Accounting, really? Yeah. But do you I, do your I own taxes? I prepare them and then I send them to an accountant. Oh, I got to do that shit. Yeah. Is it, uh, okay. GaryGoldman.com? GaryGoldman.com, at GaryGoldman on Twitter. And uh, anything else? No, that's it. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me, Todd. Sure, it's an man. honor. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub. Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.